For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome in to a crossover edition of Believe in Steelers and Believe in Titans. Guys, I'm really glad we're able to do this today. I am Davey Hudson alongside Denard Walker, and we are joined by the Believe in Steelers guys in Mark Bergen and Ike Taylor. And guys, I'm really glad you're able to join us today. How, how are we all doing? Davey, thanks for having us two times a charm. And I know we had initially recorded an episode all set to release, set to come out. And then in week four, we had this game that was, was postponed. Headed into this weekend's matchup, two 5-0 and teams, or I should say a pair of 5-0 and teams headed into this matchup between the Steelers and the Titans at Nissan Stadium. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun, but before we get going, I want to ask you guys, do you believe? And right now, the NFL season is in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I checked Bet Online right before we started recording, guys, and the Steelers are a one-and-a-half point favorite, so that game... Really close, should come down, at least according to Vegas, it's going to come down to the wire. But from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, the first question I want to throw your all's way has to do with the fact that the last time these teams were set to play was initially going to be week four. We know how that turned out. Now, week four, right? The schedule's been so crazy, I'm I'm even confusing myself. But unfortunately, the Titans, due to a COVID outbreak, that game was postponed, and so here we are. And I wanted to ask you all, how did the Steelers team, how did Steelers nation really handled knowing that that game was going to be postponed you had the unexpected buy what was it like within the organization it was no different you know I think coach T and that coaching staff do a good job of just getting guys ready not only for the game but during this COVID situation on just prepping them mentally um I don't think it was a well I know it was an issue for that staff and the players from the Pittsburgh Steelers knowing the fact your head guy gonna lay it all out on the line and especially with going through this pandemic, you knew sooner or later something was going to happen and be off schedule. So um, I think the players already knew, especially coming from that organization. Um, it could be a possibility that our bye week might be early or might be late or we might not have a bye week. So Coach T didn't prep them guys mentally on what's going on, one in the world, two, getting ready for a football game. Yeah, to echo that, I think – there was going to be no perfect way to do it this season because you knew at some point teams were going to have an outbreak. There's not a bubble like you see in the NBA or NHL. And I think there are really three possibilities that the league had to consider. One would be to force teams to forfeit, which would not happen. Fans would have a mutiny. And as soon as you bumped back the Steelers-Titans game in week four, you set a precedent there. 
The second would be you might have to concede that teams might not play a full 16-game schedule. It might be 14 games or 15 games. In a close division, say like the AFC North, every game might matter between the two top teams in that division between the Steelers and the Ravens. The third option would be potentially to add a week 18, maybe a week 19. You'd then have to bump back the start of the playoffs, maybe bump back the Super Bowl. And so those are all possibilities of what the league's going to have to deal with as they continue to deal with the pandemic and the impacts from COVID-19. There's not going to be a great solution. There are going to be some teams that don't stand to benefit, but it's how you deal with the things that are out of your control and how you how you go about that moving forward. And Hats off to the Steelers and the Titans, and especially with the Titans, because I know that that's a team whose practice facility was closed for nearly two weeks, and both of these teams are still both undefeated. And so that just shows you how each of these franchises and organizations have dealt with this in what's really been an unprecedented times. I would say that the Titans and the Steelers both seem to have that blue-collar mentality whenever it comes to just going about their day-to-day work. And for the Titans, I mean, it's been one of those things to where it's unfortunate that they they had the outbreak. Fortunately, no one had any long-term effects as of right now. It looks as though the Titans are finally getting everyone off of the COVID-19 slash reserve list, and we will get a lot of those players uh, ready to go and back up to speed here. But Mark, as you mentioned, I mean, the NFL did have a lot of issues, and uh, I guess to kind of wrap up on this, it was one of those things where the NFL's never really made a team forfeit in over 100 years of the league. And so I thought that would be very drastic. The, the other thing is the league knew this was going or likely to happen, and the fact that they didn't add additional bye weeks in to begin with, I found kind of confusing because Goodell even came out before the season started and said, we're going to have something like this happen, and as you mentioned, we're not going to a bubble. But as of right now, even though multiple games have been moved, I mean, the Titans even had a Tuesday night game, which was the first time that that's happened in over a decade, but it looks as though things are finally getting back on track, and even though we still have some positives pop up here and there for certain organizations. The NFL has at least made it through the first wave. So we will monitor that situation as we go, turning our attention to this week. Right now, Titans, Steelers, both 5-0, and two of three remaining undefeated teams, along with the Seattle Seahawks. And you could argue the Titans and the Steelers are both firing on all cylinders. They are definitely two of the best teams in the league. No one's going to argue that. Guys, as you all are looking at this matchup, what is it that the Steelers need to do to really come in and impose their will and make a statement whenever they come into Nissan Stadium this coming Sunday? Well, you know that defense got to stop Derrick Henry. That's the first thing, or at least try to contain Derrick Henry. Because right now, um, since the the midway season of last year, ain't nobody stopped Derrick Henry. The only person that's stopping Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. So you want to you want to try to contain him, and the reason why you want to try to contain him because that's the Tennessee Titans' personality, physicality. Derrick Henry sets the tone of the game, not only of the game but the personality from the Tennessee Titans. So when you got a guy two fifty running downhill and he's out running uh, corners and, and safeties, that's letting you know um, he can make you miss, he can run over you. It just depends on he can step on you as we can see. So it just depends on mm-hmm. how he feels, you know, that day or the situation he's in while he's running the ball. If you don't stop Derrick Henry, it's, it's, it's going to be hard But because here comes your play-action pass. And throughout that play-action pass, man, and I've been saying this for the longest, they have two wide receivers that's built for the cold. They got two, and they meaning the Tennessee Titans. 
they got two wide receivers that's built like Terrell Owens. You know, and those guys they got, they coming from the cold weather. So cold isn't something new to them. So when you got a Corey Davis and the A.J. Brown, the way they built, um, how physical they are, it just complements that physicality coming from their run game. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, for sure, if they don't stop that run, that run game with, with Derrick Henry, it's going to be a long night for them. Ike, you mentioned uh, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. This is the first game since the season opener where they will both be on the field together. A.J. was battling a knee injury. Corey had been on the COVID-19 list. And, Denard, I'm going to throw that same question to you. What is it that the Titans are going to have to make sure to stop whenever it comes to playing the Steelers in order for Tennessee to have a chance on Sunday? Well, you know, Pittsburgh, man, that DNA for a long time, it goes back to when I used to play against them guys and playing against the bus physical you know that is a physical football team and one of the things that I love about Mike Tomlin it always starts up front this line right now they're playing lights out and these guys are tough not just tough I mean basically when I watched the game last week against Cleveland everybody was talking about how Cleveland's back but this is going to be a statement game for Cleveland when they go up to Pittsburgh and from the time that Cleveland stepped into that stadium they got blown out they didn't have a chance from the beginning and Pittsburgh just lined up, took away the running game. They blanketed the receivers. Odell didn't do nothing. I hate to say that because I'm an LSU guy, so I always root for Jarvis Landry and Odell. You know, those, those are my dogs. You know, but they didn't do nothing. And Joe Hayden right now, Minka Fitzpatrick, this is the best secondary in the NFL right now. Minka right now is the scariest player that I've seen in a long time. Because this guy, just his presence alone, he can just change the course of a game. And we saw where he got Baker for six last week. And this defense, I mean, it's like this defense, their sole objective is not just to go out and play good. It's like they come into a game basically to dominate. So, you know, this is a game where you can't really talk about it. I mean, we can talk all day. You're just going to have to get on the field and they just going to have to play. This is, I've always said that this, game, this is a game of attrition. And we're going to see that this week between two of the best teams in the AFC. So, man, I'm excited to see what's going to go down because it's going to be popping. You know, it's definitely going to be popping this week. Denard, let me piggyback off that point, too, about the Steelers' defense. I'm going to lead you through every category that the Steelers' defense leads the NFL in. And some of that's kind of incredible because, remember, the Steelers' team has played one fewer game than many teams in the league. The defense leads the NFL in quarterback kit percentage on pass plays, quarterback curries, quarterback curries per game, defensive net pass yards, sacks, sacks per game, quarterback pressures, quarterback pressures per game, tackles for loss, and total yards allowed. So again, you take some of those statistical categories with understanding that they lead the NFL despite having played one fewer game than most of the teams in this league. To kind of transition off of that, Both teams have suffered some big injuries. When you look at the Titans, starting left tackle, really the leader of that unit, Taylor Lewan, tore his ACL on Sunday. And then on Sunday for the Steelers, inside linebacker Devin Bush also tore his ACL. So that is going to be a big loss for both units. And obviously for the Titans, what I'll say is the Titans are going to be looking to have Ty Sambrello step in and play left tackle. They're not going to move Dennis Kelly over. More than likely, they had to play him at left tackle last year when Taylor Lewan missed the first four games. Didn't work out well. They're better off, in my opinion. And what I think the coaching staff is going to do is to keep everyone else at home and just put in Sambrello for Lewan. 
Now, the Titans also went out and drafted in the first round a guy by the name of Isaiah Wilson out of the University of Georgia. He's had some maturity issues so far, finally was able to get off the COVID-19 list. He was on that list way before any of the outbreak started, but maybe that's the guy that could possibly come in and play there. But we know that it looks as though the Steelers are going to try to get TJ Watt lined up on tie. And last week, the one play that the Titans had that really hurt them on the offensive side of the ball was whenever they were able to get J.J. Watt lined up on tie and he was able to force a strip sack. Now, hopefully the Titans, their offensive line, I mean, they've done a really good job whenever it comes to not allowing sacks so far this year. And as you guys mentioned, the, the Steelers, they really know how to get some pressure on the quarterback, really know how to get him rattled. And so that's going to be a really interesting matchup to watch for Ryan Tannehill going up against that defense. Now, my question to you all is, with Devin Bush no longer being on the field, what does that do for the Steelers' defense? How do they try and make up for having him no longer be out there? I think it's going to be more of blitz packaging. You know, Devin Bush has, has been the, the cover inside linebacker for the most part. Um, he's young. He came out of Michigan running, running fast. He got a Pittsburgh still a attitude. Um, he's very physical. But at the same time, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to blitz Vince Williams, who's another inside linebacker that leads the league or in the top of the league with TFLs. Um, they're going to they're try to get at Ryan Tannehill often and early. And I don't think they're going to switch TJ to the other side of Bud because Bud is playing with house money. If you look at Bud and TJ last year, I think they damn near had like 10 sacks each. And they're on the same road probably more this year. Um, Bud understands now just looking at it from a, a young TJ Watt. Them two guys worked out in the offseason. You can tell they're making friendly bets with each other on who's going to have the most sacks. And you can just see the camaraderie and the friendship between the two. Um, one thing Coach T has done, Coach T has them bought in in stopping the run just as well as getting to the quarterback. That's why they're running game so good when you want to talk about the outside linebacker position. So um, I don't think they don't, they're going to do any switching, meaning the Pittsburgh Steelers with the outside linebackers. Um, I understand what you're saying, though, because you're going to have a young rook. But I think Bud is just as efficient as T.J. Watt right now. Both of them guys are playing hot, you know. So it's, it's, it's going to be a tell and take between the two. But what I do like with that coaching staff is doing over there for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they, they, they got their two outside linebackers, premier sack guys, buying in on helping out on the run game. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how Robert Spillane fills in for Devin Bush, who's now out for the season with an ACL injury. But really with this defensive front, it's a race to the quarterback. And it's not just the quarterback. It's not just the sacks. It's the pressures. It's the hits. And it's also shutting down the running game. When you've got the two top players in the NFL leading the league in tackles for loss in both Mike Hilton and TJ Watt, that makes things easier for the guys on the back end of this defense. And they stand as the beneficiaries of Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, Tyson Alu-Alu getting after the quarterback. And so I'm curious to see how Spillane plays, but really with, with this defense, which is really anchored by Cam Hayward, he's really the unsung guy up front who really anchors the Steelers line. He's you know, where you build your house with the ground floor, he's really that anchor of that defense. I'm really curious to see how Spillane fills in on the back end, but I would expect this Steelers defense to continue to play well just because how relentless this front seven has been. Guys, I know from a national perspective, 
the main goal for most defenses is to come in and make sure you stop Derrick Henry. No one's really been able to do a great job at that. There's been a couple of times here and there. But one of the points I wanted to make is Ryan Tannehill right now. I know most people, when you think of Ryan Tannehill, you think of, oh, 8-8 Miami. This guy, since he has been the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, he's leading the league in touchdown passes. He is literally in the top three of pretty much every major statistics for quarterbacks right now. And from a national level, I think he's starting to finally get that love, but I really am interested to see how he does against such a great defense in Pittsburgh. Because right now, Tannehill is honestly, he is in the MVP discussion, as crazy as that might sound. Now, I know he's not playing as well as Russell Wilson in Seattle right now. He's not playing at that level where I would say, Aaron Rodgers, I know he got shown up on Sunday against the Bucks, but they they flashed the graphic before the Houston game, and whenever you look at the last 14 starts for Ryan Tannehill versus Patrick Mahomes, who everyone would probably say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game, I agree with that. I'm not going to argue that, but from a statistical level, Ryan Tannehill is playing at elite level. He's thrown for more touchdown passes. He has a higher passer rating. He's thrown for more yards. He's averaging more yards per attempt. And the thing for me that's what's been crazy for Ryan is he's doing it shorthanded. His stack of weapons has not been great. And I know a lot of people think that the teams are trying to stack the box and they're they're not going to have as many guys in coverage, which Tannehill's going to be able to take, take advantage of. But they've started to back off of that because of how well Ryan has been playing. And, I mean, the complimentary play of Ryan and Derek has been fantastic. And for this what I would call the still that general manager John Robinson was able to get Ryan at over this offseason has been nothing short of fantastic for what we have seen from him so far. And so, Denard, I know I know your boys like Khalif Raymond, Anthony Ferkser, these are the guys that have actually been showing up and really been making an impact whenever you've had A.J. Brown be out, Corey Davis be out, Jonu Smith, he might not play on Sunday because of an ankle injury. You've, you've had Michael Pruitt been out. And so Ryan is going, he's finding all of these guys that the Titans have just had to activate off the practice squad, and they're still lighting it up. I mean, Ferkser had over 100 yards against the Texans. Raymond did it a couple of weeks ago against Minnesota. So, Denard, whenever you look at the weapons that Tannehill is now getting back, how do you expect that offense to finally click now that they're getting their full array of skill players back on the field? Well, you know, the Titans have basically developed their approach the next man up. Half of the time, we don't know who's going to be in the starting lineup. And you got guys like what uh, Westbrook, Ikeen, who stepped in, got young men out of Indiana who came up from the practice squad and absolutely ball made some key catches. And they've gotten guys where Batston, you know, we saw where, what he's done. But the thing that when I look at this game, <clears throat> you know, and I don't want to get off topic here, when you got parity with two great teams, you know who might be the X factor in this game? And I was really thinking about this. And something that a lot of people really don't talk about. It might be in the kicking game when you think about it in field position. Think about Brett Kern, what he's been doing all season. He's been putting teams in bad field position. That's what you want as a defensive unit. Then I go back on Pittsburgh, Dustin Colquitt. Again, did you two punters? This might come down to, like I said before, what about Steven Guskowski? What about Chris Boswell? When you got parity, when you got two teams basically that are evenly matched, this might be the four guys that determine the outcome of this football game. 
It may not come down to James Conner. It may not come down to Big Ben. It might come down to these four days, four guys who decides who walks out with the victory Sunday down in East Sun Stadium. It, it's definitely going to be go, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, and Goskowski seems to have found the fountain of youth after his yeah. struggles in week one in the sense that he's completely turned around his season. Yeah. I would take that in a little bit different direction in the sense that how about the job that Arthur Smith has done as an offensive coordinator and the personality that this team has taken under his direction and head coach Mike Vrabel. And Ike, I know we talk about this all the time with the Baltimore Ravens and how Greg Roman has tailored his personnel to the players that he has on the offensive side of the ball. I think Arthur Smith, who's only 38 years old, has done a great job for that for the Titans. I would expect him to be a head coaching candidate for the, the vacancies that are available in this upcoming offseason as more and more teams fire their head coaches if they're off to rocky starts. But I know the headlines are always, oh, you know, Derek Henry stiff-arming Josh Norman into a different time zone or Derek Henry running for a 90-plus yard touchdown. But really, this team has taken the identity of their coaches, and that's really, really been evident to me through five games for the Titans this season. No, I, I agree. But by the end of the day, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's going to be the defense. Like Ben was out last year. They go eight and eight. Um, and with their fourth-string quarterback, they still had opportunity to make the playoffs. If the playoffs was in the seven-game team, like how it's going to be this year, they would have made the playoffs last year. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers now with Big Ben, and you're seeing where they're at, you know, 5-0. and Derrick Henry is the heart and soul of that team. You take Derrick Henry out, we might be talking a little bit different when it comes down to records. Um, D, you talked about a game of attrition. And that's what Coach Mike Vrabel wants. He wants playoff football from September all the way to February. Now, what is that? That's physicality. And who is going to start with? It's going to start with Derrick Henry. They had Corey Davis and A.J. Brown last year. And it started with Derrick Henry. So by the end of the day, yeah, you're not fully – you don't have to pull your starters, all your starters in. But Derrick Henry is going to give you a chance. What, what Coach Mike Vrabel is banking on – that end of the third quarter to that fourth quarter when these linebackers and these DBs see Derrick Henry getting the ball and they owe land. That's that's what he's banking on. So, and for Pittsburgh, yeah, I like what Ben and Chase Claypool and Juju, I like what they, I, I, I like the plethora of receivers that they have, but it starts with their defense. So that's why I think it's going to be a good matchup. Between the two, it's going to be the Pittsburgh still a defense against Derrick Henry. Guys, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And the last question I'm going to get, and we'll just go around the room, but it's it's what the fans are wanting to hear. They're wanting to hear the predictions. They're wanting to know what we're expecting to happen when these two teams finally hit the gridiron on Sunday. And so, Ike, I'll start with you. Whenever you're looking at this matchup, who do you expect to come out on top? And if you want to throw a score prediction out there, go for it. Oh, man. Um, Pittsburgh by, I think Pittsburgh by seven. And the reason why I say Pittsburgh by seven is because Pittsburgh don't have a run game like the Tennessee Titans. You know, it's 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 backed by committee, even though Connor is the starter. Um, what they do have and what they have been doing, they've been using wide receivers in a quick game and run plays. So that's what you got to understand. So they, they got to mix it up to get they run a game going or get runs in as an offense. 
Uh, far as like secondary wise, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh secondary all day over the Tennessee Titans secondary. As far as like defensive line, I'm gonna take the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive line. Linebackers, you can kind of it's, it's it's like what and what. Um, so it just depends on really Derek Henry. Now, if Ryan Tannehill come out and he come out smoking, then Pittsburgh Steelers defense is gonna be in trouble because we already got to stop Derek Henry. Now you got Ryan Tannehill, like you said. You can you can talk about him in the course of being the league MVP, which people don't want to give him credit because they still stuck on Miami. But at the same time, when you just look at the stats, you're like, dang, ain't no Ryan Tannehill was doing this good. He was playing this well, and you see why they paid him, you know. So they they knew what they had all along. But to me, I'm gonna get Pittsburgh by seven. Okay, Denard, I'll throw it to you. It's hard to call it. <laughs> I mean, because both teams are so it's hard. You know, I'm bad at making predictions, but. <laughs> You know, listen, like we both played this game. We Yes. We played this game for a long time. Let me tell you something, man. There's nothing worse than when a kicker goes in a game and he has a chance to put a team in bad field position and he shanks a punt and that puts the defense in bad position. And what we've been seeing from this kicking game from Tennessee and Pittsburgh is consistency all season long. And one thing that I loved as a defensive back is when you can put a team in their own in their own territory. So that basically makes it a lot easier for us. It's hard to deal with, but I think field position, man, it's going to be every, it's critical in this game because both offenses are so equal. I mean, right now, Chase Claypool right now is playing like a grown man with little boys out there. I, I kid you not. I mean, I've been a big fan of his since he was at Notre Dame, six foot four. He looks like a modern day version of T.O. and every other thing that you can imagine. I mean, he's right now uh, putting this blueprint together saying, hey, you know, I'm the real deal. James Washington, I love his game. But again, this is going to come down to field position. I think Britt Kern, I think his leg is going to make a difference. And same thing with Pittsburgh. I think if they can put Tennessee in bad field position and make them have to, you know, go to those thirds and longs, which they don't like to do, then that'll give them a chance. So I'm going to go with the kickers, man. I know a lot of times we don't give these guys credit unless they messed up. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to come down. Because you got two great defenses on the legs of both kickers, Boswell and Steven Gostowski. They're gonna have a lot to determine, I think, the course of this game. And if, if Steven gets if Steven gets hot, we saw what he can do. He can he, he can put the game on his shoulders, man. And he basically took over uh Jacksonville game, play lights out, you know, because Davey wanted him out of there after the first game of the season. I didn't I told say Davey. I wanted him to fire. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to lose the job. I said if I get another performance was, like that, I want to lose the red. I know, I know what you said. <laughs> but I I'm I'm going with the kicking game. I think it's gonna be this gonna be the X factor as to who wins this game. So, and I'm so not you, giving you got you, you're not gonna you know. I'm going with Tennessee regardless. Just okay, like I told I'm, the people right, last week against right. Buffalo. I am going to go with the Titans. I think they're gonna pull this out. But it's going to be close. And, I mean, it might go down by seven points, somewhere between three and seven. I, I give a spread. Mark? First of all, I want to say I think Sunday's game is going to be what we thought we were getting in Browns and Steelers last weekend in the sense that I hope that this game, which I think is the marquee matchup this weekend, I hope CBS assigns Jim Nance and Tony Romo to this game. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were. CBS has yet to announce those announcers. We'll probably find that out in the next day or so. I think, I really, I think they will because Ben said Antonio. He called Tony Antonio by his real name. So that's showing a little love. So I, not to interrupt, but I think they will have that group call that game, Mark. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. 
The Steelers are 5-0 and for the first time since 1978. I think it'll be big if the Steelers get back David DeCastro and Deontay Johnson. Both are scheduled to practice on Wednesday after missing the Browns game. Derek Watt, the fullback, and Mike Hilton are both questionable against the Titans. I think both are important contributors to the Steelers on both their respective sides of the ball. But just with the way that this Steelers defense has been playing, it's hard for me to pick against them. I'm going to go Steelers 31, Titans 27. I cannot wait to watch this one in a battle of two undefeated teams, two of the three left in the NFL this season. I agree. It's definitely going to be fun. I, I like how we're all kind of in the ballpark of it being a close game. My statistic to watch out for, and it's been something that has gotten the Titans in trouble, but how do they do on third down when that defense is out there? Because we have really struggled to get the other team's offense off the field, and it's allowed the the opposing team to get some points that normally you would think there's no reason they should have gotten that to happen. Now, the guy to watch out for on the Titans' defense is Jeffrey Simmons. If he's able to make an impact early, I think that'll go to the Titans' benefit. But I honestly believe we're going to be looking at a shootout. And whoever has the ball last is going to be the team that wins this one. And uh, that one-and-a-half line on bet online right now, it's honestly, I can see that being the case. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. And so whenever you, you look at it, what's going to happen, the Titans do get some extra rest. They were going from Tuesday to Sunday. You could tell they looked a little slow kind of on, on defense coming out of the gate against Houston. Maybe this extra little bit of time might be to their benefit, especially getting some more guys back on the field to where they have some more depth. And hopefully you won't see fatigue be an issue for the Titans. Man, I've been going back and forth on this one all day thinking like, what what am I going to pick? And I guess... I'm going to lock in 34-31 Titans. It's going to be a close game. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised to see if the Titans go back to overtime two weeks in a row, but I am expecting this to be fun, and I I honestly kind of wish it was the primetime game because this is going to be the one that I think most fans are going to want to be tuned into. It is going to be a blast, but Ike, Mark, I really appreciate you guys joining us and tell the people. Certainly, man, and uh, maybe maybe we'll get to do this again come playoffs. So (laughs) we'll see. But uh, tell the good people where they can they can find you guys at. Y'all can catch on Believe It Still a Podcast. Um, Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen uh, every Tuesday pretty much. Um, sometimes we might post something on Wednesday. want to thank Bet Online for hosting us um, 24-7. Make sure y'all give both. The, the Believe It Still is Podcast and the Believe in Titans Podcast. Won't y'all give us them five-star reviews. You know, add a, put, a, put a little tip in the jaw for us. So thanks for everybody for listening. Um, to Mark and I and the Believe in Tennessee Titans podcast. I, I want to thank y'all guys for inviting Mark and I on y'all show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, let me piggyback off that. Uh, we love the five-star reviews. We love reading those. So give go give us a five-star review on Believe in Steelers and Believe in Titans. Thanks to both of you, both Davey and Denard, for the invite tonight. I'm glad that it, knock on wood, this cross show will actually go through because, again, <laughs> we had recorded it the last time and it didn't work. I also want to give you a shout out to Ike. His Taylor Talk Tuesdays on Instagram. Very, very inspirational stuff there. So go check that out on his Instagram feed. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Well, again, uh, we appreciate it very much. And you can follow Denard on Twitter at Denard underscore Walker and at me, Davey underscore Hudson. That's D-A-V-E-Y. And you can listen to us every week on the Believe in Titans podcast. And again, guys, we really appreciate you coming out here. Well, I was really glad to talk with you all, get some inside perspective on what 
we can expect to see this Sunday when the Titans and the Steelers take the field at 1 Eastern, noon Central. It's going to be fun. And so I'm, I, I can't wait for it to get here. Just get your popcorn ready for a nice Sunday football afternoon. And hey, good luck. Hope you guys do well the rest of the way. And like I said, hopefully we'll be able to talk again come playoff time and be looking forward to, who knows, maybe going to the Super Bowl. Check your mentions on Sunday. (laughs) All right, guys. Y'all take care, okay? All right, you too, bro. All right. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.